Welcome to the Radio Vault Mystery Theater. I am the Keeper of the Vault. As autumn closes in, we feel the throes of winter just around the corner. It makes us think of harvest time and the anticipation of what that brings. Do we really want to know? Our story tonight is a rustling of the leaves. Act One How many Evans loved the harvest? It was a rare treat that she was able to observe. This was her last time to work it, though, as it was time to pass it on to the next generation. Harmony would be the one to decide who would take her place as master of the harvest. The most important part of Harmony's job was to make the individuals understand the importance of the time they had left. She was given three people to choose from, Paul Kemper, Cheryl Grace, and Raymond Mays. She would enter each of their lives to determine their qualifications, starting with Paul at his office. Carol, has my nine o'clock come in yet? Yes, Mr. Kemper, she's waiting. She arrived five minutes ago. Good, send her in. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, first, I just want to congratulate you on passing the screening process. You were one in over 100 candidates to make the first round, and one in five finalists. Thank you, Mr. Kemper. I'm glad I can meet your requirements. May I ask you a question? <laughs> yes, that right there. That is one of the reasons you are a finalist for this position, your assertiveness. So yes, please ask your question. What is the most important thing to you in life? Very good question. Hmm. I suppose the answer is, I guess if I thought about it, it's, it's, uh, it's being the best in everything I do. How do you know when you are? The money, of course. That's, that's the key right there. Paul blinks his eyes and finds himself alone at his desk. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Carol, is my nine o'clock in yet? No. Would you like me to give her a call and confirm? No, no. No, she still has a few minutes. But if she comes in a few minutes late, just tell her the position has been filled. End of Act One. And now, Act Two. We arrive at Corbin House, where Cheryl Grace volunteers, and on a late afternoon in November, the door opened, and as the chilly wind blew, a ragged, seemingly homeless woman came in. I'm sorry, I need help desperately. I have nowhere to go, and I don't think I can take another night in the cold. Oh, you poor dear. Come in and have a seat. Would you like some hot cocoa or coffee? 
Yes, thank you so much. A hot cocoa, please. There you are, my dear. So you have no place to stay? Don't you have any family in town? Or a friend that can take you in temporarily? No, my family's disowned me and I have no friends. That's horrible. I just got in, but let me see if we have an available bed for you tonight. Harmony had known there was no available beds for her, but as master of the harvest, Harmony liked to know the personality of each of those that belonged to it. She liked Carol's kind demeanor. She still had to be tested, though. I'm sorry, dear. We have no available beds for the night. It's okay. I'll, I'll make do. May I ask you a question? Yes, of course. What is the most important thing to you in life? Helping those who are less fortunate than me. How do you know when you've done that? When I see the light in their eyes and they share the gift of a smile with me. You know, let me see if one of the other shelters has an available bed. Cheryl left the room momentarily and came back with a smile. The smile turned to a concerned look when she saw the door was now open and the lobby was empty. who left the door open. Maybe someone just came in. No, no one's here. We join a group of recovering addicts. The counselor is speaking to the group and introduces someone new. Hello everyone. Tonight I'd like to introduce you to our newest member, Harmony Evans. This is Harmony's first session, so she doesn't have to speak if she chooses not to. Raymond, why don't you get us started tonight? I've been drug-free now for three years. I became addicted to heroin after I lost my wife and daughter in a house fire. I have now learned to use other things to help me deal with the pain. Yes, Harmony, you have a question? Uh, yes. Raymond, what is the most important thing to you in life? Keeping family happy and safe. How do you know when this is accomplished? <laughs> when they are still alive uh, with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? I was, I was just in the group session. Raymond, we have a group session in 30 minutes. Just wanted to remind you. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you. Raymond looked out the window at the cold November rain. 
holding on to what strength he had as a tear trickled down his cheek. End of Act Two. And now, a word from our sponsor. If your daily routine has you feeling all too normal, perhaps it's time. Time for a Dremelac. A Dremelac has been proven to reduce or increase a wide variety of unspecified conditions in individuals reporting such issues. Don't drink holy water or enter churches while using a Dremelec. Avoid contact with people who may have an opinion. Seek immediate media attention if you experience a demonic possession lasting more than four hours. Side effects of a Dremelec may include bleeding walls, aphasic kinesthesia, teleportation, the smell of burnt almonds, cognitive impairment, decapitation, flaming hellhole, halitosis, myasthemia gravis, abnormal hair growth, a metallic taste, involuntary levitation, dirt, blood, or cheese under one fingernail, loss of limbs, blurred mouth, and thoughts of antelopes. Be sure to ask your witch doctor if a Dremelac is right for you. Feel different with a Dremelac. And now, Act 3. The day of the harvest was here. Harmony was looking forward to the day, but as a sort of melancholy, knowing this would be her last. Harmony was confident that the one she had chosen to be master of the harvest was the right one. Harmony brought them to the middle of a secluded forest. The three of them looked at each other with puzzled looks as Harmony approaches. Welcome all of you to the harvest. I am Harmony Evans, the master of the harvest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I recognize you. You were a candidate for a position in my company. No, you were that homeless woman that came into Corbin House looking for shelter. When I came back with a place you could go, you had gone away. You were a new member of our group. You asked me a couple of odd questions. You were all correct. You will all be part of my last harvest, and one of you will be my replacement. So, how did we get here? What are you planning to do with us? All right, that's enough. I don't have to listen to this. Whatever drug you slipped all of us has clearly worn off, and I demand you take us back. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Tempest Fujit, Paul. You never did see your nine o'clock. I can bend time if so I choose, and even though we spoke, it was a suspension of time. In real time, the candidate never showed me. You were overwhelmed with stress, and it was one too many times you allowed stress to take over, and now you're here. Are we dead? Raymond, you never made it to the group session that day. You were overcome by the guilt of your wife and daughter dying in the fire, and you relapsed. You couldn't come to grips with the fact that their death was not your fault. Wait, 
you didn't answer his question. My dear Cheryl, someone was there when you came back from looking for information for me, and he shot you in the chest. Now they're changing the name of Corbin House to Cheryl Grace Center in memory of you. Oh, oh, I had so much more I wanted to do. That is why it is so important for us to be thankful for the time we are given and to seize each and every day. We never know when it is time for the harvest. So we are dead. Are, are we allowed to know what happened as a result of our deaths? I mean, I didn't have a will or anything like that. I'm, I'm only 40. I should have had more time. Paul, the time you have isn't measured in time, but in how your time is used. You should have taken more time taking care of yourself and the journey you had. You paid the ultimate price for being the best. Fine, yeah, I get that. But what happens to what I worked for and apparently sacrificed my life for? Well, you did achieve what was important to you in life, being the best. The competitor that will buy the company will pay top dollar to take over your company with the proceeds going to the Cheryl Grace Center. What happens to me? You'll love what happens to you next. The three of them watch as Harmony grows very tall and transforms into a dark, robed figure with a scythe in her hand. She approaches them, and with one swift swing of a scythe, a rustling of the leaves harvests them. Raymond returns to his wife and daughter. Cheryl now watches over the homeless shelter that now bears her name. And Paul gathers only the best as the new master of the harvest. Tune in next week and see what other treasures we have in the vault. This has been a production by Troop of Lost Souls Entertainment and Film Syndicate. Written by Charlie Mitchell, produced by Anthony Stapiello, and directed by Rick L. Baker. Post-production and sound effects by Brian Collins. Commercial by Joe J. Thomas. Video post by Anthony Stapiello. The cast was played by Stephanie Warren as Harmony, T.C. DeWitt as Paul, Blanca Biller as Carol, Joycelyn Liu as Cheryl, Joe J. Thomas as the counselor, J. Anthony McCarthy as Raymond, and I am Trevor Bates, your psychotic storyteller and keeper of the vault. See you next week, if you dare. Thank <laughs> you.